0: Hi, everybody. I'm Thea. And I'm Mati. And this is our podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our Pointist podcast. Today, we bring you an episode that's kind of different because we aren't going to be tackling any subjects in the world. We're just going to be answering your questions. So...
1: So yeah, welcome back to this episode. We are so excited to be here. Thank you for deciding to join us on this week. This episode is going to be like a Q&A throughout the whole episode. So make sure that you follow us on our Instagram at ourpointispodcast. If you want to contribute to future and upcoming Q&As, it's also a really fun space on there because we do weekly takeovers. A different one of us, like one of us every week, shares a day in her life. So it's a really fun time over there. Be sure to check it out. And for today, we just have like a random assortment of questions that we got asked, you know, about like our personal lives and our opinions and just advice, like really chill, laid back things in comparison to what we usually discuss. So we felt like it would be a good time to touch upon this because Mati and I are pretty exhausted mentally. So we wanted a, a more chill episode for you guys. And also something that can allow you to just get to know us, but a little bit better.
0: Yeah, so we're just gonna, you know, dive right in. And the first question we got was asked by Carlos Pisco three hundred and ten on our Pointus Instagram. The question is: What universities are you going to apply to, and what major have you chosen? So, Thais, why don't you go ahead?
1: All right. So, I'm going to be applying to universities in France and in the U.S. and also probably like one here in Colombia. So, um, in France, I think I'm going to be applying it to around five and in the U.S., 20. Um, So, I'm thinking about the Ivies, obviously, Dream Schools Forever Stanford Caltech NYU Johns Hopkins I've got Duke um yeah I've got like a whole bunch of you know those NYU I don't know if I said it and as for safeties I've got Purdue and the New York Institute of Technology so I am really excited to just be like exploring like all those wide range as as you can probably tell they're really selective schools all of them a 10% acceptance rate. So, um, it's obviously a bit of a risk, so that's why I'm applying to so many to just kind of like have the odds play in my favor a little bit. Oh, I'm also going to be applying to Notre Dame, Northwestern, um let's see, Rice, the University of Chicago, Vanderbilt. So, those are like the schools that I'm going to be applying to. And I'm really excited, obviously, like I would be so lucky to get into any one of those so yeah i'm just gonna shoot my shot as much as possible like try my best if you would like to hear more about like our college experiences in the future you know just like what our processes look like and kind of like the insides and the requisites and all of that we would be happy to talk about that um so those are the ones that i'm going to be applying to i think early i may be applying to brown i think (laughs) and as for the major i am going for astrophysics So that can either be like a major in physics or a minor with a minor in astronomy or maybe like a double major. I think I'm just going to really, you know, like play out the like field and just see what it's like, what the courses are like and figure out, you know, like how I want to balance that out because I would potentially like to go into a space agency or work at the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs. So in that case, I would need to probably develop myself a little bit more in diplomacy. So if I could take like some classes in international relations or stuff like that, I feel like that could also help me. But the goal right now is astrophysics as an undergrad. And then afterwards, I could go to law school if I wanted, you know, to go into like space law. Um, But for now, that's kind of like the path I've traced out because physics can open... So at the beginning, you know, this is just like what I want to explore. And then in the future, like I could even go into research if I wanted to. But these are just like the ideas that I have.
0: That's great. Like you are applying to so many universities and you have it so clear. I'm just <laughs> winging it. So um I am going to be applying to several universities in Colombia, but I am actually doing my international double degree, which means I'm graduating high school here in Colombia and I'm graduating in Canada in 2022. So I will be applying to several universities in Canada. I'm not sure which ones yet, because here's the thing. So how I want to be a surgeon, right? I want to go into medicine but the career like path is different from country to country so here in colombia you just study medicine which is a 6 year program and then you graduate and then you do you know you go into your residency in canada and in the united states you obviously have to do an undergrad and then apply to med school so if i study in canada which Think and what i want to do i would um first i major in behavioral neuroscience i don't know which university to and then i'd apply to med school uh getting into med school in canada is tricky because there's only like seven med schools in the whole country but um i will apply to all of them and see if i get in
1: Yeah, so Mati and I have like really specific interests that we're really excited on pursuing. And I think we're both aware of like how competitive the system is and how we're really just gonna have to like, try our best and like, you know, shoot our shot as much as possible, apply to as many schools, sort of like where things work out, what universities we would make a good fit in, what universities make a good fit for us. And it's a really like scary, overwhelming process. Like we can't deny that, but I think Mati and I are like really excited to embark on this journey because we've been looking forward to it for a long time and we're both going into our passions so i'm really excited to see like where we end up
0: i am excited you know to just start a new chapter in my life like i am kind of tired of high school i just want to graduate
1: (laughs) yeah fair enough (laughs) i'll get two graduations
0: so that's exciting (laughs) for sure Okay, we're going to move on to the next question, which was as was asked by our friend Mariana. Her Instagram is at mariana.arangor. And her question is, what has been the best experience you've had together? Now, I think it's probably going to be different, but I remember... Um, our first UN model together, which is when we started, you know, first connecting and forming our, a friendship. I remember it was as first model UN and it was like my third. And we were both just excited to be able to participate in the debates. And we were like in seventh grade or something like that. So we were both like wide-eyed to all the other delegates that obviously were like so, empowered and had so such good arguments and I remember just us in the breaks you know just chit-chatting about how great great it was and how excited we were
1: Wow, that's a really nice. Like, that answer really surprised me. Um, And that's, like, really cute and wholesome. And yes, Matthew and I's friendship has definitely, like, developed a lot through Model United Nations and just, like, interacting in breaks. I feel like that's really important to form bonds because Model United Nations can sometimes be, like, a stressful experience. So when you're in break with your friends, just, like, talking about what happened in your committees, it's really fun. My answer was actually different. I thought you were going to say the same thing. But it has got to be, without a doubt, our movie nights in like the summer of 2018 we had like a bunch of movie nights with our friend Inez and it was super cool because we would just like get together at one of our houses and would like order pizza and just like watch a bunch of movies we would watch like I don't know, like lots of movies in one night and we would just put them like back to back and I would always fall asleep early. But, you know, I knew that the movies were playing in the background and that Mati and Ness were there having a good time. So it was just a really fun experience because it felt like a really safe environment.
0: Yeah, that, that was great. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the movies we watched have, have like followed us through the years because I remember we watched a Quiet Place and now we're just waiting, it premiere like, yesterday or something here in Colombia the part two and we're gonna go watch it together
1: yeah for sure so it's definitely like something like really central of our friendship that I feel like we can kind of like revolve around
0: yeah for sure so moving on we have a question from another of our friends and dad do you want to read it
1: Yes, it says how to deal with overwhelming emotions due to everything happening. And it was submitted by Osu. So this is a really important point because especially in our previous episode where we talked about everything happening in Colombia, it's like there's no doubt that everything that's happening like around us can definitely have an impact on like our own mental health and you know just like how we're feeling and everything. So you really have to learn to navigate that and manage it. And I think that probably like the way I usually cope with these types of things is by learning to detach myself. So for instance, like recently, I have not been keeping up that much with the news because I know that it can be like very stressful and, you know, possibly even harmful just in the sense that there's like so many like chaotic things and so many like bad news after bad news after bad news. And it seems like there's never like it never stops like there's never a light at the end of the tunnel so it can be like really hard to kind of like be your own person and live your own life knowing all of these on the macro scale and just like all of these really stressful factors so personally though like what i like to do is just kind of try to isolate for myself isolate myself from that in some sense um to just like feel like it's not you know, everything that's happening inside of me and that I kind of, like, have a life apart from that. And along those lines, I think what really helps me is just kind of, like, feel grounded and centered. And by, like, the way that I do that is just trying to live my life normally. And that doesn't mean that I'm, like, ignorant towards the situation, but it just means that I try to keep up with activities in, like, a normal way. Because if the, like, world events are, you know like, ruling your life, I guess, and if you're always thinking about them, and if you're, you know, like, basing all of your decisions off that, then it's really easy to feel like it consumes you. So, trying to live your life at somewhat a normal pace, obviously, while still staying safe, I think can be really helpful. So, for instance, with me, that's probably, like, going out with my friends and having, like, social activities kind of, like, makes me feel like everything's okay, like, whatever is happening, there is like some sense of normalcy and there is like something that i can cling on to and sort of feel like however many things may be changing around me like there's this one constant because i feel like that's what really gives me like a sense of security knowing that however much variability there is around me there's like one thing that i can hold on to that i can kind of like rely on and depend on and so on so i feel like that is just really important and really helpful for me to figure out like what I do have control over in my life. Because so many of the big things that are overwhelming us, we have no idea. Like, we can't do anything about them. But you can kind of take control over your own decisions, your own habits, your daily routines, and so on and so on. So making sure that you're really, like, aware of that and you are sort of, like, taking control over that to help yourself is, like, really important for me.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's, you know, that's really great. What I do and it's very specific, but it's, I just try and follow routines, like, you know, wake up, have breakfast, have a shot, take a shower, start studying, then do something fun, meditate, journal, things like that. Because I feel like when you have a routine that gives you a certain sense of control over your life. And most of my, I, I like to be in control of things. That's one of my like biggest, I don't know if it's a flow or like a pet peeve, but if I'm not in control, then I get stressed, I get anxious and life starts going downhill for me. So, you know, I I, I need that sense of normalcy that routines gives you, especially when what's going outside is so scary and so uncertain. So, you know, you just have to realize what works for you and routines are what work for me. And also, as says it, I cannot let the internet consume me. I cannot start, you know, just watching news every day, the whole day, because that will be um, just not beneficial because I'll start thinking of what's going to happen and Obviously, the future is not said, and any number of things ha- can happen. But like being in a situation like this in our country, it's terrifying because we do not know if our futures are going to be what we plan to. So, you know, just detach yourself and find that safe space that gives you peace from time to time.
1: Yes I think Monty and I like definitely are on the same track in terms of like that and just really finding like stability in your life I feel like is the key just finding like what you want to and just kind of like guide you a little bit because I feel when there are lots of things happening in the world you tend to feel really small so like even if you are small then try to like feel safe and just like comfortable and you know kind of like protected in some way. So this is what helps us feel protected.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, again, it's it's not so much as not knowing what's happening outside is creating a barrier that, you know, protects your health because if your mental health gets um, gets affected, then your physical health will, because obviously those are correlated. So we cannot let the anxiety and the depression and the feelings that are, those type of feelings that makes us, uh, makes, makes us uncertain consume us.
1: Yes, I definitely agree. So moving on to the next suggestion we got to discuss. Um at Sophia C G underscore wants us to talk about journaling. So this is really exciting. I used to be like a really big journaling person. I kind of like fell out of that habit. But during like the like 2020, like great part of 2020 and like the lockdown and everything. I got into the habit of journaling. Now, journaling is something that I've done like on and off since I was probably like 10. I've had like a bunch of diaries and I've always just felt like writing down was a really good outlet for my emotions. And you can see like I have this diary that I kept over many, many years. So you can just kind of see like my development and trajectory and how I would register my emotions. And it's really fun because I had like not only like the maturity in the, but also the creative process transformed because I played a lot with like the different styles that I employed when I was journaling. So last year journaling really helped me to just kind of, Get rid of, like, not get rid, of, but just kind of like liberate all of my emotions because I would do it right before I went to bed. So it was an excellent way to go to bed with like a clean slate and be able to sleep more peacefully because there wasn't anything kind of like tormenting me. So journaling before bed was like a huge plus for me in terms of just like having a good night's rest. And I would do so in a little notebook that is so pretty. Fun fact actually, Mati gave me currently using a couple of years ago when we had a game of here in Colombia I call it Amigo Secreto but it's actually really similar to Secret Santa but we just celebrate it in September which is the month of love and friendship here so I would every night before I went to bed just like write down you know whether it was like what I did that day or how I was feeling or something that happened that was really big or whatever I'm stressed about, whatever I'm looking forward to, just really documenting, like, kind of snapshots of my life at different, like, given times. And in addition to that, I kind of wanted to make it, like, scrapbooky. So every day I would stick in like a souvenir or a memento or something that had happened. So for instance, if I had gone like to a restaurant, it would be like the napkin, or if it was like a paper coaster, then I would stick that in. Or if I had gone shopping, like a receipt, or if I had candy, then like the wrap or just like really small things to kind of make it more interesting. So now if you see that journal, it's like super, super thick because each page has something like attached to it. And I would stick it in. Like, with glue or with washi tape. And I would also write with, like, a bunch of different colors so that it would, like, make the thing that I had stuck in, like, pop more. So I really just had a lot of fun with that. Not only in, like... Yeah, I had, like, fun with it creatively, but it was also, like, a really therapeutic exercise that helps me like liberate my emotions and deal with them in a healthy way so I feel like that has been my trajectory with journaling it's something that I've always come back to and even though right now I'm not like necessarily like exercising the habit properly um it's definitely still something that I'm interested in and that I'm grateful for because it definitely helped me through some of the more rough times in my psychologist like I definitely recommends writing things down and just like doing that habit because it's so beneficial for you
0: yeah, um, that's so cute that you're using that notebook. <laughs> no, I I find journaling, I find journaling as a great tool. I personally cannot keep up with it. Like I cannot journal every day because I am too busy for it, or I just forget. But I do have a notebook where I, when I am feeling overwhelmed, I write, write it down because again, it's a great way to, you know, let your emotions flow. So, and I feel like when you write it down, then you know what you're feeling and that helps you identify and solve problems. Uh, So I definitely recommend um, journaling and especially when I'm going through moments in my life where there's uncertainty and when there's you know a lot of pain and anxiety and maybe I'm not feeling great I definitely journal and definitely you know even if it's it's just in a piece of paper that I found I write down what I'm feeling and maybe later I throw it out or um I burn it I Also find that gratitude gratitude journals are a great way of knowing what we have and thanking the universe or if you believe God God for that. Because I feel like, you know, being aware of that we are lucky and that we, especially in moments like the pandemic or the situation our country is going into, Like, that we are lucky and that we have, you know, a roof over our heads and we have food every day. And that makes us, like, into that 10% of the population of the world that's the luckiest and the wealthiest. And I just think reminding ourselves of that, that we are that lucky, it's very important.
1: Yeah, like... I love journaling because I feel like there are so many different ways you can approach it and now that Mati mentioned like gratitude journaling like there are so many different ways you can approach journaling and for instance like in the examples that I said like what I would write about there are also like so many prompts available online if you don't know what to write about but you want to get into the habit of writing then there can be like questions for you to journal about and I feel like it's also a really powerful tool if you're having like a problem in your life or if like you're struggling to overcome an obstacle or if you're struggling with like your own mindset you can journal about these things and kind of like work through the problems and untangle like what's going on inside of your head and it can really help you just get in a different head- headspace or like change the way you approach situations so it definitely has like a lot of power when done like consciously consciously
0: it also you know it's just um you can do it again in so many ways you can do it you can write down the things you can use an online platform you can do it whatever way you want because if you want to keep a journal then you can you know do it kind of like a sketchbook but or you can just write down stories so I think it's you know a very good way to you know get creative while improving your lifestyle.
1: Yeah, it definitely gets, it comes, like, in all shapes and sizes, so you can really adapt it to, like, what works best for you, and with that being said, I feel like journaling can have, like, a great impact on anybody who does it if they just find the way that fits, like, them best. Exactly.
0: So now we have another question that was sent in by at Sarah Cord underscore 15, and it's, Finding something you like, how to know what you're good at. So I feel like to know what you're good at, you you first have to like um, search what you like. Because if you find something you're good at and you don't like it, then that's getting nowhere because you don't want to spend your whole life doing something you're very good at but you don't like. Because then that... Be you know damaging for your soul, and how to? I feel like the best way to find something you like and you're good at is just by trial and error, and you know there's sometimes we like something at the beginning and we're very good at, but then we just stop having that passion for it. I'm gonna put a personal example here, and. For example, as you guys know, I did competitive tennis for a long time, and at the beginning, I loved it, and I was pretty good at it, but then my mental state changed, I guess, and I just didn't find it, you know, fulfilling, and... So you have to know also when to stop doing things. Like it's not just something find something you like at the beginning and you're good at it and keep doing it your whole life. No, it's okay to stop if you're not feeling it anymore.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's really wise and with that being said, I want to make like a couple of disclaimers and it's just that um I feel like sometimes we idealize like our passions and the things we like and we think that we're always going to be motivated to do them, we're always going to like be excited to do them and we're always going to do them well. And I feel like that's not the case. Like sometimes you can have an activity that you're like super passionate about that you adore, but sometimes you can be lazy and sometimes you don't want to do it and that doesn't mean that you don't love it anymore. It just means that you're like struggling with motivation, which is totally different. So I feel like just recognizing that even if you love something, you don't have to like want to do it all the time and you don't have to make it your career like you can live a perfectly fulfilling life and still have like passions and hobbies that you're not like living from them, but you just have them as like side hustles or you don't even make money from them. You just like practice them whenever you feel like it. And that's also like a really good thing because you're also like just contributing to your existence through them. So I feel like we really need to get rid of the stereotype of what that should look like. And, you know, I feel like you first have to focus on what you like and then what you're good at because if you like something then that means that you have enough motivation to work on it and you know like if you're bad at it at the beginning then to like find the ways to improve i feel like that passion is what's going to drive you to be able to improve so you don't have to like worry about having innate talents but more so just finding something that you care about because that will allow you to cultivate it and eventually like become better at it at some point so I feel like that's kind of the approach you need to have and as Mati said in terms of how to find it it's very much a matter of like trial and error you're going to come across like many activities that you don't like and that you're miserable at until you find that passion um and I feel like that's totally okay it's just signing up to different classes or you know trying like different courses Or, like, making if necessary, like, investments to try out something out, you know, and yeah, it's just kind of like a matter of exploration. And you kind of have to go on that journey on your own because sometimes, like, schools don't equip us for that or something. So, if you're interested, I feel like you have to pursue it on your own.
0: Yeah. Again, it's just, you know, try it out. And if you don't like it, then stop. And if you like it, then keep on trying and see if you're good at it.
1: Yeah, just see how far it takes you.
0: Yeah, it's. I feel like life is trial and error. Mm-hmm. Not things going to go right, but not all things are going to go wrong. Yeah, you just have to find your path. Exactly. Okay, so we got another question from at lara.gutty.a. And it says, Do you think comparing yourself in order to make you feel better than them is bad? Now, what do you think about this, there?
1: So, I actually did an entire episode about comparison on my podcast, DAST. And you I touched- should go wh- and listen to DAS <laughs> podcast. DAS podcast is great. Thank and you. one of the last
0: episodes features me doing <laughs> a lovely ASMR
1: intro. <laughs> Yeah, so I did an entire episode on comparison and I specifically talked about what happens when you compare yourself to kind of like boost your own ego. And that's a really tricky situation because mm, I feel like even if, like best case scenario, like you thrive off of comparing yourself with other people and that always like lifts your self-esteem. But if you get into the habit of doing that, that's like telling your brain that comparing yourself is a valid way to obtain Um, like this self-esteem. So your brain will be trained to also do that in the worst case scenarios. So when you're comparing yourself to somebody who's quote unquote better than you and you end up feeling like bad about yourself, then your brain is going to recognize that as a valid mechanism and you won't be able to tell yourself like, no, don't compare yourself because you already got so used to doing it when it kind of like was in your favor. So you really have to be conscious of like taking that upon because it's all fun and games when you feel better than somebody else. But when you feel worse than somebody else, it's like a really tricky situation because you kind of already taught your brain valid mechanism. So you kind of have to recognize like what you're taking up when you decide to get into the habit of comparing yourself. So that's why I would say that like, it's not that good a choice to compare yourself to feel better than other people because that's just going to teach your brain that Just as you can do that, you can also do the opposite and that they're both like valid mechanisms. So I feel like and this is going to sound so cheesy, but like that validation needs to come from within. And you don't need to depend on like what other people do to feel, you know, like worthy or not worthy or smart or dumb or whatever, because that can change so much. And it depends on who you're surrounding yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are like who have more abilities than you, then you're just going to feel really bad. But if you're surrounded by people who have, like, less abilities than you, then you're going to feel really good. But at the end of the day, like, you're the same person. It just is relative to, like, the context that you're in. So it's not, like, a valid metric because you can never compare yourself to, like, the whole globe of people. So I feel like it's really, like, shaky ground, I guess. And it's – there isn't, like, a proper foundation for you to be able to, like, establish conclusions because it's always varying so much. So to some of my answer, I feel like – um it is bad. We shouldn't, like, get into the habit of doing that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it's – At the end of the day, it's our own validation, the one that's important. So – And I really believe on the power of the mind. Like, if you believe in yourself, then you are going to do it. So I feel like bef- like we don't sh- – We shouldn't compare ourselves to others because, you know, there's always going to be people that are better, but there's always going to be people that are worse. And we just have to learn how to live with that. We should first, you know, accept ourselves as a whole and accept that we are good at some things, we are not great at some others, and we're bad at some things. And, you know, if you believe, If you believe in yourself and if you believe that you can do that, then you can do it. It's as simple as that. You just have to believe in the power of your mind
1: and that anything is possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like the journey with comparison is definitely tricky because ever since we're little, we're just like taught to compare ourselves to others. Because like adults compare us to like people around us all the time. Um, So it's definitely like one of those things that you have to unlearn and that you have to like teach yourself to stop doing and replace with sort of healthier habits. So if you ever feel the temptation to compare yourself to somebody else, I feel like you should replace that with comparing that to yourself, like to past versions of yourself and to see if you are like genuinely growing and improving and all of that stuff. Instead of just like comparing yourself to those around you, I feel like that's like a good way you can replace that tendency.
0: Exactly, and I feel like as as Gen Z, we have learned how to unlearn things that mm-hmm. were passed on to us. So you know, it's a tricky, um, it's tricky to get to the point where you're you're not comparing yourselves, but it's possible.
1: Yeah, and what Mati said there is really important because I feel like we genuinely are the generation of change and we're looking to kind of like dismantle so many like systems and stuff like that. So if we can do that on the outside, then we can definitely do it on the inside. And just like the way we treat ourselves, the way we perceive ourselves and all of that, like it's just as important as the external things we're trying to do.
0: And I feel like now we have, you know, the support of the of you know the whole generation because our generation doesn't judge by who we are you know it's it's okay to talk about mental health because we as a collective came to realize that everybody struggles with it it's okay to talk about sexuality because we as a collective realized that everybody is different. So you know that's what's great about our generation is that it doesn't matter if you're different, you have the support of your friends.
1: Really beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so the next, the last topic we are going to be discussing today was submitted by jones9919 and she wants us to talk about positivity in middle school so i feel like this is a really exciting prompt to talk about because Matthew and i were remembering like what our lives were like in middle school and i feel you know every point of your life can come with its own burdens and its own problems and they feel like really real at that time and this isn't like kind of like unvalidating them because I remember that you know when I was young and I was stressed people would tell me like when you're an adult you're gonna have like real problems like that was the last thing I wanted to hear you know I wanted to feel validated for the struggles that I was having back then so I feel like whatever you're going through like is totally like valid and justifiable um and it's just a matter of like clinging on to those things in life that do bring you joy, like Martina and I were talking about at the beginning, you know, just like those tendencies and those routines that made us feel like grounded and safe. I feel like the same goes for the whole topic of positivity and just like finding the beauty in simple things, because those simple things are always going to be there, you know, like a pretty sunrise or how your mom like stopped on the way home and got you your favorite snack, you know, like simple things like that. That can seem kind of mundane that bring you like happiness i feel like that is probably the key because there are so many problems in like institutions and you know like there's bullying and you can have like problems with your friends or whatever but if you learn to like cling on to the simple beautiful things of life that can really like boost your mood yeah for sure and i feel
0: like again i feel like every time we like complete a challenge in our lives and we move on to the next one the next one is always going to be harder and that happens with just you know school and stages in our lives so I feel like if we look back now middle school was easy but when we were in middle school we had our own problems that up to the point where the biggest ones we were facing so, you know, positivity is always a hard thing, especially for me. I don't know if for everyone, a hard thing to maintain because it always feels like there's more bad things in the world than good things. But I feel like if you have a nice support system and if you have, again, that, that thing we talk about so much, a safe space when, where you can turn and, you know, cry or do things that get you better mentally and physically, then everything's going to be all right. You just have to wait.
1: Yeah, it's just all about, like, learning how to ride the wave, I think. And Mati said something really important about, like, how at this point of your life, those are the biggest obstacles you face to the moment. But in the future, you're going to be, like, so much stronger and you're going to be facing, like, much more difficult things. So it's just a matter of, like, being compassionate with how you deal with situations you know if you need to talk some with somebody then talk to them and just like finding like little things that can help you stay afloat for sure
0: okay so now we're going to move on to our favorite segment
1: our weekly favorites
0: so that why don't you get ahead
1: all right so this week i bring to you an event a quote and a song the event was the eleventh version of my school's modeling Nation, ceremony, and we just did the internal version of it. And it was such an amazing experience. It was virtual, but all of the presidents and the secretary generals and, um, like the base team were in person. So it was really special, and I just had like such an amazing time being secretary general, which was my dream, and just kind of like living it, and just you know like being with all of these people that I admire so much and working together on this team and at the end of the day just like making one of my dreams come true and leading like one of my favorite events in the world it was really fun for me and I enjoyed it so much so I'm really thankful that I got to live that and I'm excited for what is to come I, then for the
0: oh yeah go ahead I will- I think you made a great Secretary General.
1: Like thank you.
0: <laughs> you and Sarah, who is, you know, the co-secretary general are just so supportive of I mean, I am a president. I was a president and I'm I just felt so, like so supportive for you because our committee, well, my committee was kind of hard to manage as a president because Um, we didn't have enough delegates to, you know, get a great debate on. And I felt like you were just so supportive.
1: Thanks. Um, Yeah, we definitely tried to, like, be there for all of the presidents and for everybody who needed us. So I feel like it's all a learning experience. And obviously, there were things we could have done better. So it's just taking note of of all of that to make sure that we're continually growing. Um, Then the quote that I want to share is, if you're irritated by every rub, how will your mirror ever be polished? And I feel like, and that was said by Rumi. And I feel like that's really powerful because sometimes we have an end goal, but we're lazy to do the things we know we need to do in order to achieve it. So it's really just a matter of coherence and making sure that if you have like a certain dream, then you should assume like the work in order to get there in the best way possible. Because it's part of the process. It's part of the journey. And you shouldn't just be doing it because you want the end goal. You know, it should be a balance of I'm happy doing what I'm doing today. And I know that I'll be happy once I achieve the goal, but not I'll be happy solely once I achieve the goal. So I feel like you really just have to learn to appreciate the whole journey and like every step along the way. And this definitely applies to like what we're discussing today i have is the latest release by lord and it's called solar power it's been a while since lord released a song so i was just so happy to listen to this and i've been listening to a lot of like her older songs and this felt like really just home i guess you know just like back to those basics and back to kind of like her essence and i just loved it so much i love kind of like the vibe and the aesthetic of it i just feel like overall it's a masterpiece (laughs) yeah
0: i feel like solar power was you know and it's super like um kind of lord you know we're just going back to that lord it kind of reminds me of royals because i mean not because of the rhythm because i feel like solar power is much calmer but it has a vibe now for sure my weekly favorites are, well, we're starting with my hair, you guys. If you are following on our Instagrams, you already know that. But I dyed my hair blonde this week. And, you know, it's a huge change because I already had, you know, like a few streaks here and there. But I went all in. I'm super happy with the change. I feel I feel like it was like exactly what I needed for Hot Girl Summer
1: it definitely is Matthew's looking so hot for that and like so ready for <laughs> these next weeks
0: <laughs> then the second thing is an album now you guys know I love Olivia Rodrigo but her album like sour as a complex like a complete project is god it's amazing and I know Ted doesn't like her but the song, it's they just have different vibes, but when they come all together, they make this like beautiful finished project. My favorite songs from the album are Jealousy, Jealousy, Good For You, and Hope You're Okay. So, we've got two really funky songs, and then Hope You're Okay, which makes me cry every time I listen to it. But you know, if you haven't listened to it, go give it a listen. Alice and Olivia knew what she was doing. And for the last favorite of this week is that we are finally on our summer break. You guys know we have a different calendar than the rest of the world. So we just, our summer break, our our short vacation, but we are finally entering our summer break. We get a month off. And it's just, you know, the rest I need from school because definitely this term was kind of tricky and we had to put in the work.
1: So yeah. For sure. I definitely agree with that. I feel like this summer vacation was very much needed and I to recharge during it. Yeah. So for sure.
0: Well, guys, that's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. You know, if you want to participate in our Q&As and just see us act like influencers once a week, go follow our podcast Instagram. It's at our Podcast, And we'll see you next week.
1: Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.
0: Well that is it for this week's episode we would like to clarify that we're not specialists everything we share is based off experiences and research Don't forget to follow the podcast instagram at our Pointist podcast we love the feedback we get through there and interacting with you guys You can also contact us through our email our podcast at gmail.com please tag us on your stories and posts. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe, whatever your platform lets you do. It, will, it would help us out a lot because reviews are the only way we can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, we read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, go right ahead. Go ahead and spread this episode with any family or friends you think will like it. We would love if you share your opinions about this episode with us, Remember, you can do it through a message in Anchor or our email. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's our favorite moments of the episode listed down there alongside with links to everything we mentioned here today. Remember to join us every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you for your time and for joining us in our journey to understanding the problems of the world. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you have a wonderful week.